Hey all, welcome to Bookish Bitches. It's not your grandmother's book club. So grandma, if you're listening, please don't. I'm Megan. And I'm Lauren. And today's episode, we're going to be going over the last 50 books we have done on this podcast. Yeah, so we're going to be going through um, every single book we've read up to this point, and maybe when we hit 100, we'll do the second half of 50. We're not doing all 100 at once. That's too much. <laughs> but for the first 50, we're doing it. Um, so we're doing a tier list. It has five categories, the best being would read over and over. Then it goes to had me my feels, good read, not great. I don't remember any of it. Or I didn't even finish, which there I think there's going to be a couple in the second to last because I don't remember some of the books we read. I don't think it's a lot. I will say that, though. Yeah. So we're going to, these are in no particular order. It's just how I pulled the images and shrunk them down. Uh, we're going to talk through them. And then when we're done this, um, I will also make sure we post this to our Instagram so you guys can see the final list. Because it's going to so, be really pretty. <laughs> it's it's gonna be really pretty and probably kind of controversial for some people but right. i'm ready to do this this is our opinion we are not masters this is not the law this is just uh, our personal opinion yes and i'm also <laughs> interested to see what things we were like oh my god i love this at the time that now we're like it was just okay yeah exactly especially because now we're putting it be- beside other things who knows? Maybe our word will become law once I get my master's in literary science. <laughs> there you go. Y'all should listen. <laughs> listen very carefully then. Listen very carefully. This will change your life. So we're going to start with Bracelet. Um, this was, I remember this episode because it was the first DNF we had. Because I powered through it. You could not finish. You were like, I hate this book. <laughs> yeah, I did. Like, I I remember it was just one the world building wasn't the best for me and two it was very slow paced and like I know like oh I I love classic books like I've been re- like currently I'm rereading uh the Iliad and it's slow paced but very good but with this book it just was like too slow and not enough going on I agree it was like I read it and I to a degree enjoyed it but I think there was a lot to be desired. And I also say all of these things, keeping in mind that sometimes when we read a, a fantastic book, the book after that seems way worse than it is. Right. But I will say, because you did not finish it, it has to go and didn't even finish, like just by, you know, standard. Right. And like, I mean, the book we read before The Graceling was Seven Dirty Secrets by Natalie Richards. Which was a good book for me, but, like, I wouldn't put it as the best. It was just a good short mystery. So, like, going with that and then to Graceling, I don't think that was the case for me. I just felt like this wasn't the reading that I typically would enjoy and devour in an hour. Yeah. Oh, my God, that rhymed. That's so cute. Um, <laughs> so, we're going to whack that and didn't even finish. Yeah, we I didn't- started laughing because when I moved Graceling to see the next one it is Seven Dirty Secrets is the next one we're talking about. Seven Dirty Secrets that's a good one for me. Uh, I like Natalie Richards books in general. Um, she doesn't have a lot of series it's just very like 300 pages of immediately into the action immediately into the mystery um, and in Seven Dirty Secrets I like that one a lot. I thoroughly enjoyed this book and I wasn't sure what to think because of 
the premise of it of it mm-hmm. being so focused on people who are in high school I was like I don't know how mysterious this can really be but I think it does a really good job of keeping the twist a secret and making it hard to figure it out like the with the you know the killer in the end ended up being um the brother of the guy that was in a really uh, domestic violence and abusive relationship with the main woman who was on a scavenger hunt in a sense um you don't really knew who the killer was because he was that um he was the boyfriend that was away on like a college visit visit or something and he was kind of just a side character but you know those side characters they come back to bite you and i love that he is that the boyfriend that's away and he's this perfect boy and like right you never think twice about him other than her having to get to contend with this relationship she has with him versus the relationship she's trying to move away from right. so you're like oh yeah of course she would mention him a bunch they're together and this is a weird thing for her but it's exactly. like no she mentions him a bunch because he's gonna be the plot twist right for me i would say I wouldn't read it over and over again only because for me with mysteries once I already know who the killer is it's kind of like redundant for me and I already know like I would say it had me in my feels because I did believe it was a great book so I don't want to put it in that good read not great column for me personally but it did have me in the feels a little bit and Um, I think I would agree and it like had me in my feels in this context is less like oh my god I was sobbing and more was like I was so angry and so invested in trying to figure it out right good book great book for me only because it was short and immediately ended the way I wanted it to yeah it was but I wouldn't read it over again so our next book is Shadow and Bone Hmm. Shadow and Bone by uh what's her name again it's uh, Bardugo yeah I almost said Jennifer Armentrout. Um, Lee Bardugo, good writer, I will say. She's okay. She's a good writer. I would say this for me. And if you don't know what Shadow and Bone is, then obviously you're not on Netflix. Um. <laughs> and also they can always, if they're like, oh, what book are you talking about? These are all episodes we've done. So if right. you're curious, so go on feel back. free to go back and listen. <laughs> yeah. For me, I would say good read, not great. I would definitely agree because you probably remember my frustration with it right because the concept is really cool right and I wanted to love the first book and I did not love the first book it like wasn't like pulling teeth but it was very Alina was very Mary Sue it was kind of like oh where's the chemistry where's the zest yeah love the concept characters were good there were just a lot of potholes and there was just a lot of stuff that one doesn't really need to be in the book or be involved because they kind of just go back on it in the later books. So good read, not great. Definitely didn't have me in the feels or would read it over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> but so I remember it, so we can't put it in the fourth call. <laughs> and yeah, it's like, all right, we'll get the second book is also in here to be talked about. Right. I think this book paired with the second book could be in a better category, but by itself, it's just okay. Now the score by yes. my baby, L. Kennedy. I would read that bitch over and over again. That's a thing for me. I love L. Kennedy's books. It's the humor in the book that will never get too tired for me. 
Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I think her books have a very, she does a very good job of balancing the humor with some difficult topics, with romance, and getting you to that, like, that, like, giggly schoolgirl thing when you're reading a romance book and they finally get together and you're like, oh my god! Like, you have to contain yourself. Yeah. So I I think it's a pretty easy reading right there. Very easy. You know, for me, it's just her books in general. I never get tired of like. I already read her second series, uh, with Briar University. Lauren hasn't touched it yet, but like, I just couldn't not like. It is on the list that we just haven't gotten that far yet. It's so good. Like her, she's such a good writer, and the books aren't like heavy, heavy, but it still goes into stuff that. Are a little hard to talk about but the way she does it is perfect she's very good about normalizing without like dismissing I right think. she it's not just like fluffy romance I mean it is romance but it's not just fluffy with like no like hardships or issues like in, in this instance in the score you know Dean at the end of the book is like going through a thing they break up because his friend died and I think he did some drugs and stuff and they had him falling out but like it's realistic stuff and it's the way that the the way that the characters handle it it might be a little more mature than probably most of us are at their age but there is still this underlying of like yes they're in their 20s yes they're going to do stupid stuff um but it's nice to see people with like also the like um the relationships between the people and their parents are so diverse which I think lends itself to the way to handle things in these books and it's very there's a clear correlation of my parent or parents are like this therefore I am like this right right now this next one might cause some controversy the next okay. one is Cora Frost and Starlight by Sarah J Mass. I will say right now, I do not feel that strongly about this book. I I don't either. I'm happy we're on the same page. Yes. This is the first one for me, and we'll put it wherever you want to put it. But for me, I don't remember a lot of it because it was a fluff book. Just to have a fluff book. And I think you're right. And we've talked about this before with this book. It exists for the purpose of giving fluff and giving the main people of the Akatar series a moment to just breathe and bond yeah which from the point of view of someone who loves these characters I'm like yes give me the moment where they celebrate the holidays like to that extent had me my feels but also if this book did not exist I wouldn't care yeah the only thing I distinctly remember it was the beginning of like starting to show Nesta's trauma and PTSD yes and nobody actually really acknowledging it except Cassian who kind of like just thought she had a moment but like sometimes I hear people talk about this book and like stuff that happened and I'm like oh yeah yeah yeah. I'm like maybe I should reread it because I really don't remember a damn thing (laughs) I just like every time we talk about it you say about Nesta's trauma showing through and I am always like oh yeah that did happen in this book that was this book so I think it's a good read not great I can't say don't remember any of it because we remember pieces together. Um, but it's... we could put it in the good read, not great. For me, I was just like, it was a it good just... read. But I don't, yeah. I definitely, genuinely like, I love Sarah, but I just, 
don't know if it needed it to be half. done. It was just kind of full of. So the next one we have is Bridget Kemmerer to Five the Night. I'm a big Bridget Kemmerer fan, so like you already know my rating is high, and I really like the. How, okay, let me ask you: How much do you remember of this book? I remember a good bit of it. Actually, okay. this was good. I would put in "Had Me in My Feels," but I wouldn't read it over and over. But I know you would read it over and over. The thing is, I so that top bar probably will be you filling it mostly because I don't reread books often. Right. The only book I have ever reread is *The Outsider*. Because yeah, I love that book. That's a classic. And yeah. And I, I don't reread books unless I have some kind of pivotal moment linked to them. So I would put it in Had Me in My Feels. And also the thing is, like, a book like this is really well written. But you're never gonna get that plot twist again of the prince being Harrison. Right. Like, it once you know, you know. Um, definitely at the time I was like, <gasps> you know big gasp like oh my god yeah. what wait a minute um and i do actually have the second one i still need to read but it was definitely i had me in my feels probably wouldn't reread it but just i was able to enjoy it when i read it the first time right for this one spoiled milk or spilled milk sorry the lighting was a little rough yeah spilled milk for me it definitely had my feels. I would reread it though. I think this, for the sake of it being too good to be and had me in my feels, I would absolutely put it and read over and over. Yeah. I don't know that I would physically actually do that, but it was such an amazing book when we read it that right. it was like perspective changing. Um, so I think it's it a really little, was. I would too strong. I, I maybe not over and over, but I would. I probably will end up rereading it. Not, you know, just not uh, for the sake of, you know, the recording episode, but I would reread it, to be honest with you. And it's weird because I don't think it's a book I would ever come to naturally. Right. Because um, it was a recommendation. But it's something I think that now that I've read it, I would love to read more of this writer's work and read more books of this nature to have that understanding that this book gives you. Because this book handles so many difficult topics in such a great way that I felt very strongly throughout without even having the same experiences that this person did. Right. Now we have The Mistake by L. Kennedy. I already, I'm so sorry, babe. Every L. Kennedy book, I would reread over and over again. That's just a spoiler for you. So I, that's yeah. my answer. <laughs> so, okay. Refresh me. The Mistake focuses on who? The Mistake focuses on um, John, Lo John Logan. And he's the best friend of... Um, the one in the deal uh garrett yeah. and in the beginning he thinks he's in love with garrett's uh garrett's girlfriend hannah yes. yeah and he meets grace and you know they had a falling out and everything with that it's their relationship is cute but he thought he was really stuck on hannah well hannah ends up having a conversation with garrett and he and she was like baby you don't love me you you want what we have yeah <laughs> And he's like, oh, fuck. I just fucked it with Grace. <laughs> yeah. And I think, like, so the score, I felt very strongly about when we read it. The mistake, I feel less about. Like, I probably would reread it, but it did I have think me in my feels. it definitely had me in my feels, yes. 
Um, I don't know if it's something I would come back to, especially because I was like, what? Remind me of what this one is again? Like, I will say, I will say though, it is not the one I initially would go to reread. I will yeah. say, but I would reread it just for fluff. But it had me in my feels. We could put in that column. Because okay. I did think it was a great read. And I mean, the boys are just so fun. Oh, yeah. Single book. <laughs> and I think Logan's like the one that I kind of care the least about, which is why I'm kind of like, eh, but I love Grace. So it's like, it balances. I love the ending with that book when he goes on to the radio station oh, and is saying like, everybody got fucked up. Um, I love her, but y'all need to take take a pull to make her take me back because I can't do this. <laughs> that would uh, just that moment alone as grace i would be mortified i would not be taking it back like why would you do that why would you ever do that also the fact like on that radio station it was those the girl and the guy that were like in the sorority and the frat and they were like grace you gotta do it (laughs) the two of them having like two brain cells to rub together literally the the entire book i want him if you don't (laughs) yeah she's like look if he's up for grabs so next we have Agatha Christie and then there were none. I, you know, I fucking love this book. I made you read it. So I would say that it was a great read. So I'm between, I, I see, you know, me and mysteries. I don't really typically reread. And like, I, I agree with you. I have reread this book one time because I like her writing style and that's right. it. It definitely it's another one where you're like clenching your jaw trying to figure it out and then when you get right. to the end there's like this catharsis but I don't know if it's something I would be like oh I need a comfort book let me reread this right we'll put where yeah I would say have me in my feels because you get really into it it's just for me I don't typically reread mysteries that's just my prerogative yeah I also All just I let guess. out a breath because of the next book that's on our list to do now here's another one but this might be controversial with you i want to say it was a good read but not great it ends with us yeah interesting only because i liked it starts with us more really yeah i liked it ends with us more yeah i liked very interesting and that's why I said this might be controversial. Like, I w- you know, I might put it in had me in my feels because it did. But, I-, I mean, it was a good read. But, like, I just, it's Colleen Hoover. And I just, it's the same story with every book. Yeah, that is true. That is very true. <laughs> I mean, you remember watching me read this, though. Yeah. I was, like, fucking feral reading this book. Yeah, I would say had me in my feels. I don't think I would reread it, though. Yeah, I don't think I would because everything that I felt during that was like, I don't want to go through that again. I'm not going to get those same emotions again. Yeah. Okay. I fucking love this book. A Court of Wings and Ruin. That's a reread. That's obviously a reread. I'm planning on rereading all her books again. That's a fucking (laughs) reread. This one is a fucking masterpiece. The war scene is written so well. More coming out to fucking Farah is written so well. Like, oh. Sorry. And let's not forget my baby Az over here saying, uh, oh, what did he do at the fucking inter- uh, the court meeting with all the high lords? He was like, uh, yes. Oh, he, he popped off. 
don't speak yeah. to high lady like that or something like that that book being the size that it did made every single part feel like a different book but it all fit together so well and while we're on this train let's throw a court of mist and fury up in that bitch too yeah unless you disagree i mean i love no i two books i love the portrayal this is the second one correct court of mist and fury yeah uh court of of fury is the second one where you know the cabin scene yes but i also <laughs> love the portrayal of Feyre after being under the mountain yeah and how realistic it was and how like in depth the nuances of her psyche were and then of course when she calls out for help and reese just fucking appears at the wedding and is like you're coming with me scoop yeah he's like literally he comes in drunk he's like hello favorite darling <laughs> yeah I'm cashing in, bitch. <laughs> For real. But yeah. Now we have the Great Gatsby. I would say it had me in my feels. I would... Because I do I, think it was a great book. It is... I guess my question is, is it a great book or is it popular? I liked it is the thing. I don't I didn't like it because it was popular. Like I read that in middle school before it was assigned in high school. Like because I read it because it was assigned to me. I didn't. I found it, it it wasn't this cover, it was a different cover, and it popped out to me. Um and I, I at that time I also got the outsiders as well. So yeah. I liked it and then we read it in high school, and then my teacher had a uh activity where we looked at all the different covers for the great gatsby and we were trying to analyze and pick out different stuff on what it was trying to tell us i thought it was a good book on how long lost love also doesn't pan out and usually it doesn't Um, yeah i think when you phrase it like that it does its job Right. The way that it has always been phrased to me, especially in school, was like, okay, th- there was always this focus on the narrator, Nick, more than there was on, like, the fact that just because you love someone once doesn't mean that they that, that they are meant for you. And I always had issues with how obsessive Gatsby was. I found it to be realistic in a sense where when we are trying to overcompensate for the one thing in life we lost and can't get back, because he overcompensates with his grand parties, his lavish life, his expenses, and everything at old sport, you know. But I would say it was a great read, only for me personally. Like, if it was assigned to me, I don't like it when shit's assigned to me because then I'm kind of like, ugh, fine, whatever. Not like There's the idea of, like, why do I have to read this? Like, yeah. I would say we could put it in a good read, not great, because I think you can kind of be loose with the term great. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's it's an enjoy... I just saw what's next. It's an enjoyable book. I don't know that I'm, like, fiending over it like some of the others on here. Right. I wouldn't say it had me in my feels necessarily because I didn't really relate to a lot going on yeah that is true with that time period you know it really did touch on stuff um that's not really talked about i guess and i think i mean obviously it's a classic for a reason but also i I think for me part of the thing that i do like about the book regardless of my issues with like the characters 
is that I like his writing style, which, as you know, for me is a big thing. If I don't like the way you write, I will not enjoy the book. Right. Um, but writing Scott Fitzgerald, I do enjoy. Right. Yeah. So next we have The Outsiders. You probably know where I want to put that already, but I will. Oh, that's a reread. I reread that all the time. Okay. No, that that's straight up reread. Pony boy. Uh say less. Dally. Dally. You're right. Dallas Winston. Dally. Next is a quarter of thorns and roses. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't hear what you said, so I said good. soda pop. I love soda pop. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, love a young Tom Cruise. Well, that was the whole thing. Okay, I always make fun of um because so it was actually soda pop was not tom cruise that was oh no it wasn't tom cruise it was um, um oh my god what is this man's name he was in parks and rec later i can't remember my brother my brain's broken tom cruise anyway. was steve right and i always make fun of him because it was before tom cruise had his teeth done so he talked like this yeah we'll get us like i used to make fun of him we would watch the movie all the time <laughs> A Court yeah. of Thorns and Roses, I would say Goodread, not great. Mm, no, no, no. I'm overthinking. I'm only saying that because of Tamlin. Um, fuck. I would say, mm, shit, okay, that's tough. So I will say I very much enjoy the fact that it's a Beauty and the Beast retelling without feeling like a Beauty and the Beast retelling. I'm going to put that on the table as like a plus for it. Negative is mm. you obviously don't know that she's not going to end up with Tamlin, so it's like this really toxic relationship. That's tough. Because you remember when I was reading it, I was like, "Oh, he's full of red flags," and you were like, "Really? You think so?" And I was like, "Yeah, he's awful," because he is not a good love interest. Um, but I love the Easter egg of Reese showing up in the first book. Where would you? Um, I think I think I kind of agree with you. Good read, not great. It, at the time I read it, was like, oh my god, this is world-changing. Because I hadn't read anything like it. But now that I've read other things like it, I'm like, it was good. I, 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 yeah, I'm gonna stick with my initial gut instinct. With a good read. Not great. Only because this is when, yes, Sarah Jass was, like, she's young, but, like, still, like, this was in the prime and she got more ideas and everything went hellwire once she got those ideas, which are all amazing. And this one, I just initially reading the book, I got so many red flags. I was trying not to like spoil them for you. Yeah. Um, but Lucian was my favorite in that. Um, Same. I pre pre um, the third book. I love Lucian. Because even in the second book, like, when he's not helping her, it's more of because he does not have the control to. And then, of course, the whole mate thing with Elaine happens, and it's like, I want to like you, but you're making it hard. But yeah, first book, Lucian. Beautiful. We love him. Exactly. So, next book is A Curse So Dark and Lonely. We have very different feelings about this book, so I'm interested to see where you want to put it. Hmm. You probably are going to put it in Happy in My Feels. Or, no, you would totally reread that bitch. Um, yeah, you yeah. would totally reread that bitch. I would say Happy in My Feels. Okay. 
Because I remember you being... I just got a lot of Tamlin energy from that one, dude. Yes. I was like, mm, not and, and you're right, because I was expecting, like, oh, Ren. Ren is the prince. It was Ren and Grey, and I was like, is this a love triangle? Is this not a love triangle? I'm here for this. I want to find out. I love Grey. And then she ends up with Ren, and I was like, okay. And, like, in the second book, she's still with Ren, even though it's so problematic. But... I did thoroughly enjoy it, so I'm ha- I can I can live with had me my feels, but you re- you probably remember when I finished reading it and I immediately opened if my phone. If you want to put that bitch and would read over and over, go for it. No, because it's supposed to be a consensus. Because otherwise, we'd be having fucking something all the way at the top. over here. Yeah. <laughs> Next is the deal. I would happily put this and would read over and over again, no questions asked. I would too. The only issue I know you had with the book was the whole no hands off, like hands off thing. Yes, but even then, it was like this book introduced me to a type of romance where it was not like she's a young ingenue and he's buff and has long hair and looks like Fabio. And I was like, I'll take it. <laughs> For me, the whole hands off rule. If Garrett knew Hannah was like dead serious, I think, and like after the conversation they had in the shower room, I think he would have totally been like, let her go and shit. That's how I felt. And we definitely, we definitely argued about this when we did the recording because I was like, well, it doesn't matter if he thinks he knows how she feels. That's still not his place. Right. The next book, I already know where I want to put it. Good read, not great. I want to put it in. I didn't even finish because I wish I didn't. I fucking hated this book. We can put it so, on. Sorry. I like it's Archer's Archer. Voice by Mira Sheridan. No one knew what we were talking about. I just was like, I fucking hate this book with no context. Did I tell you? So we read this book. You you said you, you know, enjoyed it. I was like, I I hate this book. I enjoyed it because it gave me Wattpad vibes on paperback. And it, I probably would not have cared if I had not paid for this book. That's, That's my issue. I just paid for a Wattpad book and paperback. And I didn't need to do that. Because my phone exists. You know what I mean? Right. But I, after we recorded the episode, I sat and I explained the plot to my dad. The whole plot. And he was like, oh, uh, oh, as I would continue to go. And he's like, this is all one book. And I'm like, yes. And it's not a thick book either. It's just one thing after another. And I was telling my coworker about it more recently. And she was like, what? And I was like, if you want a wild ride, this is the book for you. If you want to understand what's going on, this is not the book for you. Let's compromise and do I don't remember any of it. I think that's Let's fair because com- I also feel like I've watched right. the parts of it out. Let's compromise because I kind of liked it. Like I wouldn't really recommend it to a lot of people, but I like I like the Wattpad vibes. I think it's very niche for the part of our generation that grew up on Wattpad. Like for right. them, probably perfect. It's very familiar. It's very, like an old friend. Um, but I think, like I said, I think my, my biggest issue is I paid for it. Right. When I could have gotten the same thing off of just an actual Wattpad book. That's fair. That's fair. Next up is A Court of Silver Flames. I would reread gonna, that yep, bitch we're just in a heartbeat. Slide that right over there. Yep. That's a, that's a keeper. That's a keeper right there. I sense because it. this book is amazing. I also have to fix. I just fucked something up on our actual. There we go. Um, it had me in my feels. It made me understand Nest as a character. 
it still didn't like it didn't take away from the fact that the things that she was doing before i was like you still right, don't have a right no. to behave like that but the character depth and growth that we see in this book is unmatched yeah like i love nesta with a passion i do see you know some of her actions you know aren't completely justified in the earlier books but i do see in this book her character development not only grows but also you get that depth of character with her and her reasoning her ptsd her own trauma and how you know cassian's a perfect fit for her because he calls her out on it and then helps her heal herself instead of someone healing her for her yeah it's less of a let me fix you it's more of how can i help you she's always wanting to be independent pharaoh you know helped them out when they were younger but once she was able to get some independence she like blossomed yeah still think reese was really shitty to her in that last book but whatever i just don't i don't yeah i don't get the flip he takes because it's not even like we were talking about this before it's not even like he flips because his mate is threatened because there are instances where he's saying shit to her that it's like why why do you feel that you are valid in saying this to someone you barely know and like you can only justify his actions so much in this book because yeah. he did his own ri- like the inner court did their own shitty shit in this book with Rava's favorite pregnancy like yeah like there's so many i think moments of like okay i love you as a character but what the fuck are you doing in this book right so next this- up we have the goal I love John Tucker. Um, I just and, silently slid it into Wood uh, Read over and over again. Yeah, and Sabrina. The two of them. Oh my god, I love them. That's a reread for me. Yeah, <laughs> that is no question. And especially because she is a badass. She is such a badass. Free law. All in yeah. stride. Living yes. with her abusive family while pregnant and not wanting to rely on john but john's literally a puppy dog that is six feet five and <laughs> literally yeah. yeah they are such a good pairing um, out of every single couple in this series they're the ones i know will last forever <laughs> and i love so in the legacy the continuation of their story is so unproblematic in the best way exactly because they are just that they are that couple right it's always the quiet ones too i'm not gonna elaborate but it's um, always the quiet yeah <laughs> um so our next book is spells trouble by pc cast and Kristen cast i wanted so badly for this book to be good because i grew up with their house of night series that was a good read not great uh, i'm not even gonna put it there ah don't you remember it that's fair because i actually don't either so there's i remember the general gist of it but there was like no character development there was a very loose plot not a lot of world building i didn't feel very connected to it because like house of night it's a very similar writing style it's for a specific age group but reading those books as i've gotten older it's like okay i still like these books like you saw me finish the spinoff series they did for that right um universe and i enjoyed it spells trouble just did not hit right 
Throne of Glass. Yeah, I, I reread it personally. Yes, I love this book. Um, it's I do have issues with it, which you're aware of. I think, um, without the context of the other books, Aelin is super overpowered. It's very clear that this is one of Sarah J. Mass's first books as, as like a professional author, which like is no diss or anything. It's just you can tell that. I think me reading Axar first and then coming to this was a little bit of a disservice because I've seen where she's come to as a writer. Yeah. And going back was kind of like, I don't this is this is her style, yes, but it doesn't feel quite as like, ooh, you know. There's just a different energy you get with the Thread of Glass series. Yeah. And for me, between that and a core of Thorns and Roses, this was way better executed for me not the entire so, series of accords and thorns and roses i'm talking about the first book for me this one just yes i'm not saying the whole series of akatar that's not what i'm saying i mean the first book compared know, to this first book in her thread of glass yes you're saying that and i i get it i do agree yeah. um i think this one has a much clearer um, objective a Court of Thorns and Roses, when you first start, it's like, okay, Pharaoh's trying to survive. That's the objective. Right. And Tamlin comes and takes her and is cursed. And you don't really know what the objective is, aside from maybe breaking the curse, maybe not. And then they go under the mountain, and you're like, well, where's the objective here? Throne of Glass, the whole time, you're like, the objective is, is to for win her to win. And, and also, then there's side she's things. uncovering all of this stuff with the words, and she's uncovering, you know... Um, she there's just so much going on there's so much in depth yes character building in this first book and there's never a moment of like what am i supposed to be paying attention to here what am i supposed to be taking away from this this chapter right it's very clear for me i would i i I would reread it i love her throne of glass series with a passion Mm. i would say is it heartbreaking yeah but yeah girl the fact that you watched me fall in love with Nehemia and didn't warn me is still like, still got well, some you wanted me one. to like come out and say, "Oh yeah, that bitch dies. Don't get attached." Like, but it was the I was like, "Oh my god, I love Nehemia," and you were like, "Yeah, yeah. you do. Oh, that's that's good. She's amazing. She was amazing." <laughs> I would say it probably had me my feels, but I think because it was not the first Sarah J. Mass book I read. Right. I was looking at it more critically because I know she, what she's capable of. Right. You put it wherever you want to read it. <laughs> That's fair. That's oh my fair. god, Black Widows is next. <gasps> okay. Black Widows is fucking wild. Uh, I would say it had me in my feels. Yeah. But I think it's I also definitely that mystery element, it. and I apologize. <laughs> no, I definitely wouldn't reread it because there's you missed the thrill of like the big reveal. Yeah. It was just a really fucking good book, though. So it definitely had me in my feels. My cat's trying to eat my Jimmy John. He's like, uh, I don't know why you think this is just for you, mom. This is for us. No. Show me an article that says olive oil and vinegar is good for a cat. <laughs> or so, male. next book is Children of Virtue and Vengeance. 
Y'all can't see it. I was fist bumping because I love this series. I would say, where do you, let's, let me hear what you got to say. So if I had to pick between Children of Blood and Bone and Children of Virtue and Vengeance, I'm going to pick Children of Blood and Bone. Virtue and Vengeance, like Silver Flint, has a little bit too much character assassination for some people. Yeah. But if we're pairing them together, would read over and over again. I think I actually would reread these books. But I think if I'm just looking at Virtue and Vengeance, probably just had me in my feels. Because I did feel very strongly about it. I wanted to put it in had me in my feels. I just wanted to see where you were going first. Yeah, I think there's a little bit too much of this character that you liked is now kind of an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, I wouldn't reread it personally. It just. Yeah. Serpent and Dove. Ooh. Um, this might be controversial. I personally thought it was a good book, but not great. We're on the same page. You're good. Okay. You're safe. Okay. It's, um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. No, like totally enjoyed, you know, the witch and the witch hunter, you know, tri- I, I enjoyed that. It's just. It doesn't the stick series out kind of goes down for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, the no, not up, just here. down. Blood and Honey is also in this list. And I have Gods and Monsters in on my bookshelf and I haven't read it yet. Serpent and Dove, I think, was a good first book. It was a solid first book. But it set the bar at a point where it it was a high bar. I'm not going to lie. The first book for this series set a pretty high bar as far as the wit and the romance and the, the scene building and the plot and everything. And I feel like because of that, the other two books... I haven't read the third book, but the second book is kind of like, well, where do we go from here? Let's make everyone awful and have an awful time. Right. Ah, the next book. So it's, uh, the next one is The Turn of the Screw and Other Ghost Stories. So we read some of these short stories for Halloween. I will say straight up, I do not remember what short stories I don't either. Go Um. and don't remember. (laughs) I, yeah, I couldn't even really see the title, so I was kind of like, I'm going to let her lead with that one, because I don't even know what that says. <laughs> I have this cover on my, this is the same book cover I have, so I know what it is. I think we read Turn of the Screw and maybe, like, Sir Edmund Orm, and I, it'd been, like, the second or third time I'd read them, and I enjoy them, but I also am not going to be like, oh, you like reading? Read Henry James, unless I hate you. Right. Because of the way he writes. Next is Grimm's Fairy Tales. We read some um, out of that book as well. I would reread them bitches over and over again. I'm a Grimm fairy girl all the way. Like, I I don't know why I even said that. That was a sentence right there. I'm a Grimm fairy girl. Like, that giant book I have of, like, 100 plus stories. I I love reading the fairy tales. I do. That's so interesting. So I don't think they have me in my feels necessarily, but I would read them. Yeah, and that's kind of why I'm like sitting here thinking because I enjoyed them, yes, but I also don't have the same connection to them as you do. Right. So I'm kind of like, they're okay. Like, they're good, but I wouldn't go out of my way to reread them. That's fair. I mean, we can do have medium had you in your feels because they are something you have such a link to. Yeah. And you were very excited to read them. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll do that in Hat of Feels. 
House of Hollow, I already know what I want to say, but I will let you leave. Oh, I'm rereading that bitch for sure. Good, 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 good. Okay. No, that one actually, actually, like, maybe really makes you feel my life. some things. Yeah. I right. never had a book make me reread, like, evaluate shit, and I actually, like, got a little creepy, and I did text my mom. I was like, do you think I'm a changeling? I fully, Crystal Sutherland has so much fucking range as a writer, because we have another book in here by her that is a completely different type of book. I bought all the rest of her books after reading. I Hasmala. hated our chemical hearts. Hated it. Yeah, and we'll get there. Siege and Storm. Mm, good read, not great. I felt better about this than I did Shadow and Bone. But again, it was it yeah. was I think because I disliked Shadow and Bone so much, it was like a big step up. Right. Eh, good read, not great for me. Yeah. Starts with us. I would say it had me in my feels actually. I wouldn't reread it, probably. I think it was a good read, not great. I liked the... I liked seeing Lily and Atlas together, but there was also not a ton of plot going on. Not a ton of plot. I would say that. We could do good read, not great. Okay. And these are on the line in no particular order. They're not ranked within their categories. Right. So... If y'all see it on Instagram, don't be out here thinking that Serpent and Dove is better than It Starts With Us or that Shadow no, and Bone no. is the best. This, this is just our personal opinion on whether we not reread it or... Yeah, they're in general categories, not ranks um, inside of the categories. Crown of Midnight. I'd reread it. I don't know about you. I don't remember any of this book. And that's no fault of the book. I just don't remember it. I just personally don't think we should put it in the remember column because you can't do Nahemia like that, baby. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's no fault of the book. I'm saying my Alzheimer's is kicking up. I don't remember the book. This is the <laughs> book where, you know, Archer is in there now. So, like, we get back to the past with her. Nahemia dies. Kale's being a giant ass dick. And, you know, she finally leaves to find her homeland and figure out shit, which is the air of fire. Gotcha. I could do had me in my feels. Okay. Because I think it was I'm pissed that Nini is dead, mostly. Um, but I think it was also a good bridge book for Air of Fire, which if Air of Fire was on here, I'd be putting that and would read over and over again. Because I, I thoroughly enjoyed yeah. that. Next book, hated it. Hated it. I did too. I'm Ugly yeah. Love call it by Colleen Hoover hated it. Like the there only thing so I was many... okay. The only depth of character was the whole, like, his son dying years ago. His, you know, like... And even then, it's like, my brother, get some therapy. There are ways to get through this instead of traumatizing some girl that lives across the hall and, like, is friends... best friend's brother, that kind of shit. Yeah. And, like, best friend's brother can be done well. This book does not do it well. Your brother's best friend, sorry. Yeah. Or, yes, yeah. Brother's best friend. The Hobbit. Oh, that's a reread for me personally. I want a Hobbit tattoo, so I think my my opinion is pretty clear. Book lovers, I don't even remember anything of it. Yeah, it was. I'll put it in good. No, no, no. We had feelings about it at the time, but I feel nothing towards it now, so it's going and don't remember any of it. If I can line this up, it will be. Next was A Christmas Carol Murder. It was good. It wasn't great. 
Yeah, not good, not great. It was an okay like mystery read. I was I was interested in it when I was reading it, but like now I don't really remember anything, but I remember enjoying it. I don't remember anything really of Krampus, I will say that. I actually really liked Krampus because Brom has such a weird writing style. Right. But I think I can live with a good read, not great, because it's not something I'm raving to other people right, about. Right. I love how like all the books we were like we felt strongly about were at the beginning, so now we're just like, meh. Yeah, Christmas Carol. I would say good read. Yeah, if it was like, oh, you know, if it was like, okay, we read a Christmas Carol. Now bundle every. I actually don't remember reading Christmas Carol, but right. I mean, I know the story, which is kind of like that. It's just so you can't say I don't really remember any of it, but like, yeah, read not the. I'm not gonna rave home. And that's like if it was like okay, it's a Christmas Carol. And you're going to loop in every Christmas Carol movie adaptation. It would be so much higher because I fucking love the Muppets Christmas Carol and it can do no wrong. Right. Which is the book I'm kind of like, it exists. Right. 12 Dates of Christmas. Had me my feels. I thought it was cute. I really liked it. And I also liked that she does end up with the friend because they clearly had a lot of unfinished business. Right. Next is The Legacy. By L. Kennedy. Mm. I would reread it for me just because they're cute stories, like everything. Like Sabrina and Tucker when they're on vacation, their honeymoon finally, and like they get their life together because Tucker is doing a new business venture. But I would say good read, not great, because it's also the same thing with Frost and Starlight. It's just fluff. Yeah. And I think Sabrina and Tucker are carrying the book because yeah. if you think about like Garrett and Hannah's section, we both were like, what the fuck when we were reading it? But, like, also, I really loved it because I did love it, actually. Shit. I did I think... love it because in the first literal section, the first part of it was fucking John Logan and Grace stuck in on New Year's Eve in their car and they made the cutest thing and got engaged. Actually, they got married. They eloped. Um, yeah, we'll bump it up to... um. Have me, me my feels. feels. Yeah, because I forgot about the New Year's. Um, that was really being stuck. And also, same thing with kind of like uh, Dean and Summer. They were cute too. Or not Summer. I can't remember her name. Um, I was like Dean and Summer. Not and Summer. Like, that's a sister? different. That, so, yeah, Summer's his, his sister, but that's in the next series. I forgot. Um, What was her name? It was... um. Dean and oh, uh, it's with an A, I think. Allie, yeah. Allie. Yeah, Dean and Allie. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed. Okay, you're just gonna read like that. Um, thoroughly enjoyed their relationship. I don't really remember their interaction in the legacy, though. Oh, it was cute. They like got engaged. He was like stressing about how to propose to her. You remember that? And like he was proposing to Garrett. And uh, John Logan and they're in Ch- Tucker too, and they're like, bro, man up. <laughs> I also want to like note that I love the relationships between the like the guys the in these books because they just like they fully they're dudes about it, but they like very like, much love each other. Like it's such a bromance. Oh yeah. Where the crawdads sing, I thought it was a really good book for me. But I would say good read, not great. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I think I think it did a good job of like capturing the mystery in it. 
Mm-hmm. But I think I spent so much of the book trying to figure out what the book was about that I was like, is this a mystery book? Right. It might be a mystery. Maybe it's a mystery book. And like, I couldn't figure out if it was or wasn't. Next Assassin's is Blade. Blade. I would say good read, not great. Because it's really just Selena's backstory as her time in the Assassin's Guild. And the only thing that really had me in my feels with the whole was the whole thing with Sam Cortland. Yeah, I think... I feel like everything in this book kind of could have just been broken up across the other books. As far as like her her backstory being told, it could have been condensed and broken up into other books. Um right. So it's very it's very concise about doing what it does, but it's just kind of like, eh, okay, well. Next is take a hint, Danny Brown. I fucking love this book, but I also know that you weren't able to really get into it. Yeah. I did. I do like her writing style, though. I did. It was a cute. It was okay. It was good. Yeah. I also. I was telling um, Lexi your rule of thumb about books: the more cartoonish the cover, the more smutty it is. And she was like, oh, "Are yeah. you serious?" And I was like, "Yeah, it's like pretty much proven." It is. So I will put this in good read, not great, because I do think. Yeah. Without the two other books, it's it's good. With the other two books, and like, because it's a series of three, it is fantastic. Next is Children of Blood of Bone. I will die for this book. I will kill for this book. Straight up. It was good. It was a good book. It does. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling my presidential power and putting it immediately in. Would read over and over again. It does something that, like, I personally, especially as like a, a Black woman who grew up with books that did not have me in it, it does something that I just can't like can't quite articulate and when I read it for the first time I was like this is so fucking beautiful and I love it and I'm just like (laughs) (laughs) Dread Nation is next Dread Nation was good I will say that um it was very in your face in a good way yeah but like because we're looking at it now this was we read it in october looking at it now i enjoy the book i'd probably read it again but i also don't know that this would be a book that i would be like fighting tooth and nail to get someone to read right i would say have me my feels maybe okay about to run off the page and the have me my feels here oh no we're gonna have to overlap books (laughs) yeah it's okay Right. The Lost Dreamer. You like this book a lot, I remember. I, think. I really enjoyed this book, but there was kind of no plot. Yeah, I would say good book, not great. I think it has such a beautiful... Um, it captures indigenous cultures really beautifully, but it's clearly setting up for the second book. Uh, next, next book, uh, no, I don't remember any of it, and I wish I really didn't remember all of it. Yeah, all I remember is, like, everything just going to shit. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. Song Bull of Water. I kind of don't like this book. Ah, uh, yeah, didn't even finish it, I You finished it, and it's, like, it's, it's very good as a communication tool for social justice, but as a book. Right. Did not really like it. Yeah. And I really, oh, fuck. The next I didn't book. even finish the next book. 
Yeah. I think you did. I think you I skipped did. like a hundred pages. Yeah. Seven deaths of seven deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle. Yeah, I fully skipped to the end and tried to read the confession. I was so confused. Because none of it actually made any sense. Nope. Nope. All right. Song of Wraiths and Ruin. Uh, I think we liked that one. I can't remember the book. I can't either, but I think we liked it. I, I liked it enough that I bought the second one. Song of Wraiths and Ruin. For argument's sake, it was a good book, but we're going to put it in I don't remember any of it because we both don't really remember any of it. Yeah. Ugh. Long past summer. You mean long past summer? Long past summer, the next book. Yeah. I was so angry the whole fucking time. And like it handles some topics really well, but just like the actual romance I hated. I'm gonna do I don't even remember any of it because I really don't. Oh, get that bitch out of here. Sorry, everyone. I can't stand Our Chemical Hearts by Kate Sutherland. Nope. 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 Didn't even want to watch the movie. Yeah, it's gonna go and I didn't even finish. Even though we did finish it, it was just like a wish we didn't finish it. Like I wish I didn't finish it. Next is Only When It's Us. I I remember liking this book. I don't remember it. I remember he was... Yeah, I would hard say... Hard of hearing? He was hard of hearing. Wasn't he at Lumberjack too, I think, or something? She called him Lumberjack because he had the beard. But he wasn't actually a Lumberjack. And I remember really liking the book. I just don't, like, right now I feel nothing towards it. Like, some of these books, when I saw it, I was like, yes! This one, I'm like... I'll say good read, not great. Okay. Oh, my goodness. All the villains. Okay. Sorry. Let me... Okay. We're getting into the overlap stages, so... Yes, ma'am. Okay. So, all of us villains... I think I would probably reread those. I would too. And it's the the funny thing is the book's not fantastic. I will admit that. I would still reread it a bunch of times. Right. And I'm very excited to finish the series. Now there's one book we don't have included on here, but we're gonna do that later. Uh Light Lark. Yeah, so this list actually doesn't include any of the Boozy Bitches episodes. I thought it did with the Blood and Honey and our chemical hearts. You're right, Blood and Honey is on there. Okay, well, we can talk about Light Lark because I think I reread that not to. Reread yeah, that Light Lark would absolutely be. And let me just grab an image actually because I have. I know I have it. Um, no, you're all good. I just noticed Blood and Honey is like, okay, so we're going to do the. Yeah, because we also did It Starts With Us and The Legacy and Blood and Honey and our Camel Cards. So we just missed one, you guys, with yeah. Light Lark. Well, um, I mean, now we can officially pop that bitch in there. On there. Uh, I'm saving the best for last. <laughs> Gotta get the color palette of Light Lark next to all of us villains. I love it. <laughs> Light Lark was so good. I would reread it. I'm trying so hard to get my sister to read it right now. <laughs> Come on, Carla. Get it together. I'll call I you actually, out by yeah, name. Yeah, She's coming down this weekend, folks, so we're gonna get her to do that. <laughs> you can tell her I told her she has to. Oh, don't act like I'm not gonna be FaceTiming you when she's here. <laughs> yeah, I think Light Lark had so much to live up to because it was such a big book talk book but i think it actually manages to do it it, wasn't it managed like, it perfectly there was like the hype was worth it 
and there's some things about it that I'm like, ah, this could be could have been done better. Right. But overall, it's a book I loved. Exactly. Scoot this over. Okay. But yeah, yeah, so we have 50 books. 50 episodes. I wasn't sure it was all going to fit, and it actually does. So oh. our would read over and over again has the score, Spilled Milk, A Court of Rings, Wings of Ruin, and A Court of Mist and Fury, The Outsiders, The Deal, Court of Silver Flames, noticing a lot of Sarah J. Mass. Mm-hmm. Um, the Goal, House of Hollow, The Hobbit, Children of Blood of Bone, All Those Villains, and Light Lark. And our didn't even finish has Graceling, Ugly Love, The Seven, Seven Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle, and Our Chemical Hearts. So you can see that we're um, pretty forgiving with books, I think. I think we are, actually. And I think we came out with the most in our midpoint, probably, in our middle row. But I will p- make sure to we, post we this. We really so didn't we just throw it. everything in the reread or, you know, have me in the feels. We really did analyze this and be like, you know, let's yeah. And I think a big part of it is like the time since we've done the episode. So some of these might be completely different feelings than what we felt when we did the episode. We could have been like, oh my God, this book's amazing. And now we're like, it's okay. Yeah. I could live with it if I had to read it over and over again, but I probably wouldn't choose to. But yeah, guys, that's our first 50 episodes. And now that we're out of school for the moment and getting shit together, we are back in business. Yeah, we have, uh, we'll have... Well, it's still going to come out on Tuesdays because we need to be able to record in advance. But we are going to be getting a lot of recording to done today, hopefully. So, yeppers. Yeah. So, um, keep an eye out for the tier list. Let us know your thoughts. Do you think something should be lower? Do you think some some books have been disgraced and they should be higher? We are here for the conversation. All right, guys. We're going to be seeing it very shortly. <laughs> See ya. Bye.